The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, it's DJ Target, and I am on the DJ Diaries. Welcome to the DJ Diaries. This is a brand new episode, a podcast from Lara Fraser and myself, Lara Pradelska, where we invite DJs to come and chat with us. And today we are so excited. We have DJ Target on the show. If you don't know the name already, he is a DJ, author, radio host, TV personality, and essentially the creator of Grime. Oh, don't, don't, yes, don't, don't, don't yes. pin that one on me. I had, to, <laughs> listen, I had to. Now, we're so happy to have you on the show today. But before we go into everything about your career, we do a quick fire. Yeah, yeah. Ready? Yeah. I feel I feel like I'm ready, as ready as I could be. You're going to be so ready for this. <laughs> Let's go. Let's Garage go. or Grime? Um, I have to say Grime, really, don't I? Even though I do, I love Garage. And without mm. Garage, there wouldn't have been a Grime, but... I'm going to have to say grime. Can you elaborate a little bit? Well, well, UK Garage was a scene that was um, so big, started the noughties here in the UK. And the first generation of grime MCs and DJs, which was including myself, we were all into Garage. And it wasn't until we started to kind of, I guess, make our own take on Garage and, and speak about the stuff that was going on where we lived and where we were from that's when the kind of the transition from garage to grime happened. So I think if there wasn't a UK garage and all of that influence, then I don't know how grime would have actually started. If you had to pick one lane to stay in, and that is between TV, radio, club DJ or author for the rest of your life, you couldn't (laughs) dip into either of them. That's just the one thing you had to do. Oh, that's a tough question, but I'd probably go radio because it all started with radio for me Um, when I was 15. I'm on the radio nearly every day. Um, So, yeah, I still love playing and sharing music and not not to say I don't love doing TV or Mm. writing the book was great fun, even though I I actually don't even know how I did that. (laughs) um, And club DJing is amazing as well. I think out of all of them, I think radio... um, if I had to pick one, if mm. you literally like had a gun to my head, I'd be like, hey, I've got a gun to your head. Yeah. <laughs> let's go with radio ask, then. You know, you know, you are a very well known DJ, DJ Target. It's it's not, you know, it's it's not it's it's a name that's that's very well known within the industry, but you must have had some shit gigs as well. 
I think every DJ's had those nights where yeah. things have either gone wrong. Technically, there was a period when I was I tried to go from. Um, at the time, I was still using like CDs. This is going back of like years, mm. but um, people were transitioning into using, you know, laptops, Serato, and obviously the attraction was like you can have all this music on your laptop and yeah. you don't have to carry around this bag of CDs or whatever. Um, so I went for it and I had I had a nightmare a few months on laptop and Serato and laptop failures mid-set in front of like 3,000 people. No. Crowd like, boo. Oh. So what, the laptop actually like shut down or yeah. was it because you were accessing internet? No, I had, I had, I had like three or four, ter- like I had one where the laptop got wet because it was going crazy and it was an intimate club and drinks and things were splashing and yeah that <laughs> wasn't splashing. Yeah, sorry, go <laughs> go on. On. let's just be clear drinks were splashing things were splashing yeah. laptop was in so danger yeah, yeah yeah um i had the shutdown moment where the laptop just shut down i don't i Battery wasn't dead. I don't know and what wait, happened. That's just you on stage yeah, just by me, yourself yeah. and everyone yeah, going, yeah. And the whole crowd just looks up and thinks Did like, you jump on the mic? Um, I must have jumped on the mic. Yeah, I must have done something to mitigate. Because <laughs> I remember just thinking, shit, they're, like, they're booing me. Like, this is my fault. Um, um, and what else happened? Yeah, Serato just... I had a bit of a nightmare with Serato. The, the program crashing. Mm. So I came away from that and just... Now I just use... USBs. Couple of USB sticks. Are you CDJs then? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. CDJs, mm-hmm. USB oh. stick in my pocket. Record box. I don't even use record box. I just literally load all my tracks onto because I came from learning on vinyl. You already yeah. know the BPMs like, and yeah. stuff. You don't yeah. need record box. I, like, not, like, there are some good tools that come with those things, mm-hmm. and like you can do all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. from mixing in key to cue points and whatever else. But like I said, because I came from the the age where it was like vinyl, mixing yeah. on vinyl, and yeah. you literally just have your ears. As your they your mm. tools. Um, luckily, I, I built up a like a pretty solid foundation on there. So moving over to CDJs, where you've got, you know, it's digital. It's it's there's more assistance. There's more things that can help you to mix. Mm. I find it really easy to mix. Yeah, yeah. Um, Come on, you got I, the skills. No, but not to say I couldn't benefit <laughs> from something that like what Recordbox does. But um, yeah. to be I, fair, that all happened because it was more time consuming. I just slapped all my records onto yeah. into folders and onto the yeah. USB and now I just turn up and... Um, but that still takes time. Yeah, yeah it, does, still, it does take time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it still doesn't just happen overnight. No, and I'm bad at updating my USB, so... Oh God, aren't we all? Yeah, aren't we all? especially over the pandemic. I didn't update them for like over a year because I wasn't doing anything. What was mm. the pandemic like for you? The pandemic was all right because I had a daughter as well. So, so what's your she, daughter's name? Her name's Eden. Eden. Yeah, Shout out to Eden. She's two Eden. and a half. And she, she lo- she's got her own little I was about to say, yeah, she, yeah, does yeah. she have a little kit? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, she's man. got her own little kit and she's like, jumps oh. up on, she tries to get up onto the chair and gets onto my CDJs. Oh, yes. Is that a good thing? Um, Are you supporting it? Yeah, oh, yeah I support whatever she yeah. wants to do, but she's like singing. She's reenacting scenes in Frozen, and oh, and then it's the DJ yes. and the music. So like she's um and she's only two, so she's got a long way before she decides. But um mm. I can see that she's definitely got she's a musical ear and a, a like a performer personality. Mm. Um, Brilliant. Right. So you're obviously one of the hosts of a massive TV show called mm. The Rap Game. Mm. I wanted to ask you, who do you think is doing the most for UK rap at the moment? In general? In as, general. As, a, as an artist? Yes. Mm. Um, you've got to look at the obvious ones like Dave and mm. the Stormzy's. Um, 
of this world who have taken it to like, in terms of taking their craft to like the highest pinnacle. Like when you see Stormzy headlining Glastonbury or you see Dave, I just see Dave the other day headlining Wireless and I've seen them both perform so many times and each time it's just like, they just leveled up each time and it's like, that's the blueprint. That's the that's the kind of the marker. Mm. If you're trying to be one of the biggest artists to come out of this country and to take it internationally and to be able to headline these festivals mm. and, and and be consistent, right? Yeah, and be consistent. Yeah, and making like UK rap and grime popular music as yeah, well. It's coming to mainstream pop now. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I've got to mention um, Central C as well because oh, yeah. it feels like Sench at the moment is really he's having his moment. He's having a, a big moment, not just here. Like he's huge all across Europe. America is now picking up on him. He's he could be one of the ones to really bridge the gap between, which is getting smaller as well all the time. But there still is a bit of a culture gap between UK rap and US rap. Um, but I think slowly but surely they're there. And Pop Smoke was a big person. Yeah, Pop Smoke. Kind of, yeah, because yeah. he was on a UK sound production wise, so that yeah. was a big bridging moment. Obviously, Skepta's been and done crazy things as well. So, like those the guys who are really taking this UK thing and, and flying the flag and, and putting us on the map outside of the UK. Um, it's down to people like you as DJ, as you know, as DJ and as a radio presenter to put these people on the map. Um, do you socialise as well? Do you hang out? Do yeah, you yeah. have a relationship yeah. to, the, to the artists? Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. like, the like, obviously I'm, I'm older than the likes of the Stormzy's right, but... and the Daves or whatever, but everybody, even like Central C, I was playing Central C in yeah. 2016. Yeah. And like, the relationship for me with a lot of these artists has started with me being maybe the first person to play them on the radio or give them a, an early break at one extra. So we have that early rapport and relationship. So as they grow as artists, the relationship grows as well. So I've, I've got relationships with like everybody. That's kind of what I wanted to know also it, for someone yeah. starting out, you know, are they okay to contact you and say, hey, I've yeah, got yeah. this song, would you play it? I tell people all the time, like, don't be afraid, don't be that person who sees me out somewhere. Cause I, sometimes I'll, see, I'll be out and I, I can sense it. I know that somebody's itching to say, yeah. you want to say it, to, you want to say something. And DJ not like, not like in a, like a fan girl type <laughs> no, way, but like, no, no. especially artists, because yeah. having that, having been able to stop and speak to, not just me, like somebody else who's in my similar kind of position, you've got to take those opportunities. If I walk past you in the street and you're an artist, mm and you've got a USB in your pocket and yeah. you don't stop me, you don't say anything, yeah. you just let that moment happen. That's, 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 that's really yeah. awesome that you're open to no, that. No, but you have to be can like Can I that. just say, even to get you on this show today, I literally yeah. just slid in your I, DM. I um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of the people that we've previously had on the show, we have personal connections to, yeah. um, but I think it's great that you even responded because a lot of people, you know, don't check their DMs and don't give people opportunities and stuff. So yeah, and, no, and, and it's just Lara and I, you know. That's what I mean, and I liked, studio, you know, I liked the, the look, like, I was like, right, this is too... Two females doing their thing independently. They've got a podcast about DJs. Like, had a quick look at who else that like, you had. Like, I just liked. Mm, I wanted to be able to come and support these. these I mean, kinds it of means things. a Do you lot. Know what I'm saying, us. and it's it's not it's not something we ever take for granted. No, because, not at all. You know, but... We still we still grind. And yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. And I get and because <laughs> you know? I think it's because I came up like so Correct. super grind. Like it was such a grind to get up pirate radio, being part of Roll Deep. So I understand what it's like when you're on the artist side and trying to get your music played. I remember when One Extra first played our music and it was like such a big deal. So yeah. now I'm on One Extra and now I've got these different platforms and 
opportunities that I can share, I'm all for it. Oh, sorry, what was the transition like from Roll Deep? Yeah. Um, because obviously you, you came up and <laughs> then transitioned over into radio. Yeah. What made you make the change away from being, I guess, an artist? I think, to be fair, radio was literally my first thing. So even though I was in school at the time, okay. I was doing pirate radio, which is obviously is different from doing like a national we BBC. Show, yeah. That's where my, lo my <laughs> love, now, listen, the, the, all the greats, all the greats started off that oh radio. But no, that, that's where my love for sharing music yeah. and- It's being a hustle. A, yeah, it's a hustle. Yeah. So um, being a part of Roll Deep, the radio thing was always still going on. Okay. At the same time it's in the really background, nice um, yeah. but it was more of a group thing. So we'd have a roll deep show on the radio. Mm. I'd be one of the DJs. There was a few few of us with DJ, and then the rest were MCs. And then I eventually ended up having like a solo radio show on Rinse FM, which is where, yeah. I, which yeah. where it started for yeah. me. Um, and I think from there, that's where I, I, I was like, I actually, I can I can host my own show. I can do a show because I was given a daytime show on Rinse, and the policy at the time was no MCs in the daytime. Really? Yeah, at, mm. the, at this particular oh, time. They wow. were trying to just like clean up the thing. They was like, right, MCs they're in the trying, evening. You could play MCs, but yeah. you just couldn't have MCs on the show. So I was given this daytime show and Genius was like, can you just host it yourself? And I was like, you want me to talk? Are you joking? <laughs> like, I literally, like, the thought of turning on a mic and talking was like, like I even when I first heard myself back, I couldn't listen to myself for about six months. I couldn't. I just couldn't get my head around. So me and Lau always say, on our first show, we literally had sweat, sweat patches. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, I don't think people this understand people the realize. nerves of when you first get yeah. on a microphone, we were like yeah. shaking yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, because we, it's just, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah it can it's be, live it's as daunting, well. yeah. yeah. And so I did that, I eventually, turned on the mic so and you just basically you just jumped straight in right you well just, i wouldn't I, I kind of like worked wormed my way in but um <laughs> eventually i was hosting the show talking got more confident with it yeah. um and probably like a year later um we got invited to come and do a roll deep show at one extra yeah. um but they asked me to kind of be the anchor i think they was like there's 10 of them they're from the hood we need one one we need like some what some one of them to control it so like i was given that job basically um but they really liked that and then off the back of that they invited me to come back in and do a solo um a thing that they had called extra talent which is about showcasing new djs and whatever you it's like 4 a.m on a sunday night like a terrible time even so like on the last week i was like because you do it for four weeks i almost didn't turn up my alarm went off i was like i literally can't can't get out but I literally can't, can't go. Yeah. But somebody just said, no, go and do it. So I went and done it. Cut a long story short, that turned into me filling in for a few shows here and there, and then eventually got um, offered a show on One Extra. It's which amazing. Now Thank you for fire. sharing that with yeah. us, because I think a lot of times people just go, this is unattainable. Yes, it is attainable. I know, it's you 100%. Have to work really hard, you have to right? be like, mm. I'm from East London, yeah. place where there wasn't tons of opportunities. Yeah. Um, I've worked my way up. There's been no like handouts or anything like that. And I think anybody listening who, whether it's DJing or some other ambition or hobby that turns into a career, like yeah. if you put in the work and remain passionate and just don't be a dick, like be don't nice be to dick. people. Like, Do you know that? No, 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 no. It's, it's actually really <laughs> funny. Our first uh, guest, um, Gary Powell, who came yeah. on the show, we're like, what advice do you give? He said, don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it sounds pretty like, a broad piece of advice, no, but so, just you'd be, be surprised it's... like how many 
people who just come up or the first piece of success they see, they'll change or yeah. or they were just a dick the whole time. Like yeah. it's one or the other. So um, I've yeah. always just tried to remember like, to, to just stay grounded, stay who I am. Thanks for not being a dick and coming on our show. I know you started the rap game UK with Krypton Conan and that's still going at the moment. And I'm, I'm personally a big fan, I watch it. Absolutely love it. Apparently this season, you've been able to pick the talent a little bit more. Yeah. What are you most excited for? Um, this this series is the best one. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think we, me and Krypton Conan were saying that from like the first couple of episodes, we were like, no, this, this feels like the levels have gone up. I think last series, um, we felt like, and no disrespect to any of the artists who came on the show, because there were some mm. real moments and there was some standout talent, but we just felt like the competition could be a bit more tight and a bit more close. And we want it to really represent what's happening in UK rap music. So mm. the levels are high out there. So we want the show to represent that. And as much as it is a competition and somebody wins, the show for us, we really enjoy the journey of the artists from when we first meet them in episode one to when they leave after the final and how they've grown in confidence. Close and to them, do you feel like like we feel like they're like, yeah, yeah we yeah. do. Like uh, even from artists who were on episode, I mean, season one and two and three, like they'll still hit me up and message me and ask me for some advice or send me music. And I'll like, we, I feel invested in their careers. Mm -hmm. So we do, and we spend quite a lot of time with them. Over the six weeks, we're up in Manchester, we're filming every other day or whatever. What was the actual, I've just got Oh, I said, what are you, I said, what are you most sorry. excited for? Most excited about this season is, yeah, just how close knit the competition has been. Yeah. And um, we always have an input and we always have like a say on the challenges and, and stuff and even the cast. But this year we were adamant, we were like, we want to come to all the early casting meetings. We want to see the early casting tapes. And we really wanted to make sure that we had our stamp on who could actually be in the show. Um, and yeah, I think this year is just, it's just leveled up. How involved are you in the concept of writing the show? And is this it's yours? All part. This, this it, it, your, it, we, we didn't write the show. No, it, I know, but it, are you... But, oh yeah, we had but, to be because... Yeah, I mean, so you're producing it essentially. I wouldn't say we produce it. It's based on the American one. Yeah, it's based it? on the American one, but as soon as we were approached to even yeah. do it, we were like, oh, right, this has to be authentic to the UK. Right. It's yeah. got to be credible. Plus, yeah. me and Krypton Conan are putting our names yeah. on the tin. So if anything's wrong with it, it's, you. <laughs> it's my fault or it's Krypton Conan's fault. Yep. So we're aware of that. Yep. We're aware that the public, yep. they don't know who's behind the scenes. So we needed it and wanted to make sure that it's something that we could be... That's what we said in the beginning. We're like, if we're going to do this, mm. we want to be able to, no matter what happens, no matter if 10 people watch it or a million people watch it, we want to be able to say, well, we did it justice we did an authentic show we kept credibility in there we didn't turn it into some cheesy thing just because it's on tv we wanted to really have that connection with the artists um and we did that and season one just went yeah, berserk yeah. and was nominated really for baftas and this and that and yeah we're here now season four and um and this is the best one to come yeah this is the best one yeah yeah the, we're filming the finals Filming the final tomorrow. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh okay, my god! So, is what? there any spoilers that you can give yeah. us? Can we have any? Can I have an exclusive? This will probably be out. Well, this this is the first year that not all of the contestants may make it to the final. So usually all six make it. So this year there's only three that make it to the final. Um, so that's a first. I'm I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Um, 
I don't know who's going to win. I, I literally have no idea. That's good. Uh, yeah. Something I, I, so I was really wondering because you said you had a daughter, Eden, you know, and you, you've been, you're doing all these crazy things and big gigs. How do you actually balance? I just turn down <laughs> work now, <laughs> yeah. which is something I didn't really used to do. You like, say no. I say, yeah, like now I, I have to want to do it. It's got to mm. make sense, like financially and socially and in terms of like my family life. Yeah. So whereas a few years ago, I might have been DJing yeah. three, four times in one week, going up to DJ in Preston or Carlisle or just these really... Not that I don't want to go to these places. No, I know. But it's like but it's I'm a lot to, of effort and it yeah, takes a so lot of time and a I'm lot of I'm weighing prep. up. Yeah. Do I want to do that gig or do I want to stay at home at the weekend? Right? It's, yeah. it's, it's the 4 a.m. Uh, yeah, 100%. I, I don't know. Do you drink? Do you party? Do you? I work? drink less and I party less than I used to. Yeah, yeah I'm good. because I'm so busy, I've got so many things going on. Like yeah. with, because outside of the TV and the radio and the book, and I've got a record label, publishing company, TV wow. production right. company now. So right. like, these are all things that are stuff that I need to be able to work on. Plus, I have a daughter. Yeah. I want to be able to spend yeah. as much time as possible. So yeah. I want to take her to nursery. I want to pick her up from nursery if I can. Yeah. As much. So I'm having to, and I'm on the radio five nights a week. So that's a lot. It is. It is a juggle, but I feel like I've found a good balance of being able to do the both, even if it means me doing less DJing or less. Mm just less yeah. work that I feel isn't... Um, do you still get do you still get the kick when you go out and DJ? A million percent. Do you love still it. get that little I, that I feeling, like, you know? I, I, I literally like... Do you still have the... What would you, what would you describe it like? I have more passion than, that, than, ever, than I ever yeah. did. I think last year when I did Reading Festival, because yeah. it was the first year back last year, yeah. And I hadn't done any festivals for like two years. Yeah. Like when I came off the stage, I, I had a lump in my. I didn't oh. realize. Like, I knew I'd missed it, but then when I actually played and I came off, and it was like, it it doesn't yeah. compare, right? Yeah, I didn't realize. Life like, nah, and, and this is still. my actual life. On that, what is your pet peeve as a DJ from the crowd, one, and from the venue two? The crowd. It's hard to blame the crowd for anything because you're supposed to be the per I'm supposed to be the person that's <laughs> so if the crowd I was about to say like when you go somewhere and, you know it's just they haven't come here to party totally. like this crowd isn't they're not here for there's this nothing yeah you can do. but it's not yeah. <laughs> yeah that can be a little bit annoying yeah. but that doesn't happen very but often whatever they're it's, on, it's just not it's only certain types of events or venues that that would happen with um but what about like requests or people becoming behind the booth or you know yeah, that I've sort of thing fair share of that back in probably when I used to do a lot more of the club circuit yeah and you know like it's just unruly and you turn yeah. and it's like this chick's just yeah, I, was about to, yeah I wasn't gonna go there because oh, I know you're you know never mad at the people who are, you were not no I would not, that's not to say that I wouldn't want them to leave me alone or, li right. or leave or sometimes I wouldn't want them to leave I'd say cool yeah, yeah like, so yeah. it's like it wasn't I need to have my booth and it needs yeah. to be. And really quickly, just one more time about Reading, um, because it seems like, because I love Reading, it's one of my favourite festivals. Yeah. And it, it just, I don't know, I've been going since I moved to the UK. Um, how many people did you play for? Oh, I think the one extra tent yeah, is like 6,000. Right? No, no, it's about yeah. 6,000 it is. Yeah. Six, yeah, yeah. wow. But it was okay. like full. Because also we'd been in lockdown for so long, was it yeah. just like crazy? Yeah, yeah crazy. And then I did it again 
the other day because it's back oh, around. Oh, did you do the second one as well? No, because remember last year, 2021, yeah. Reading and Leeds came back, but it was yeah. later in the season. Yeah. I think it came in like September. Yeah. And so that was the first festival I did after the two years of no festivals at the pandemic. Wow. And um, yeah, that was like the emotional one. But then this year we've had, all the festivals have been back, so I've done loads of them. But then I did Reading and Leeds again this year. But the Reading, particularly Reading, the one extra stage because there's a one extra stage there like it's always just it's so mm. good just crazy but yes. my favorite festival is glastonbury yeah i wanted so i wanted to fun. ask you what's the best gig you've ever played yeah, let's go into the, the best gig i've ever played wow. yeah wow it's so a hard good. one isn't it you're like <laughs> i got too I'm many good flashes ones <laughs> of like early on in my career gigs like i think some of the ones that i did early on that were like the first you know mm. like the first time i played more underground would you say or they would have been then yeah it would have yeah. been a lot more underground um but then first time playing at like an event like sidewinder which was even though it was an underground event it was five thousand people at the sanctuary in milton Keynes, and like when you're coming from pirate radio and like yeah east london yeah the hood like being able to do that that was like Wembley Stadium to yeah. me then do you know yeah. what I mean but then fast forward years and years later being able to like playing at Ushuaia somewhere um, like that or High in Ibiza I just went to High last week yeah, yeah. so like they, their moments awesome. um, do you still love that do, are you still totally yeah, up for like, that I love and because I'm not genre specific yeah, and exactly. I'm into even though I'm known for like grime and I've mm. come through that route or whatever like I still play garage or house or yeah, sometimes drum and bass or I'm into I'm into all different types of music and are, I've never been are you been also pinned... into it yourself yeah I'm into it yeah okay, yeah cool. I'm going to IB for Monday yeah. <clears throat> are I'm, you I'm playing but I'm I'm going for a week so oh, oh lucky yeah. man I thought let's just let's just stay there yeah <laughs> you know so I'm playing on Tuesday but I'm going for I'm going Monday for the whole week when um, are you playing Tuesday do you remember I'm playing it I'm playing at Craig David's thing. No way! Yeah. Oh, you got you got any so got yeah, any spare good. tickets? You know, well, you, you, <laughs> would, you could just get a guest list. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's All easy. right. So I wanted to ask, what's the one song you will go to to shut down the rave wherever you are? Well, there are a few that are like you can't fail, you can't lose with. Um, but then again, it still depends. Like, say for instance, I'm at a festival. There's a few classics that you know, no matter what's happening, if you press play on this tune, this whole tent's gonna sing it. Yeah, gives a um, name. Yeah, so that could be that could be literally something like a classic, like a "Show Me Love," totally. which is so obvious and so huge. Yeah. I'll dance to it. But yeah. at the same time, but if it's played in the right spot exactly. of yeah, your set, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. how you play it. Yeah, because well, every DJ can step up and play. Free from desire, and mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, but it's how That's you play it, but it's how you play it, and when you play it. I've got to say, the Free from Desire has, oh, yeah, has saved me many oh, yeah, a time. Yeah, yeah. like, okay. But then there's also there's there's drill records yeah. that if I'm playing in a certain place, I know that if I press play on this Central C song, for instance, or this yeah. Tion Wayne, it's knowing your crowd, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. like because I play at a, a, a Radio One's Big Weekend on the dance stage, but then I'm playing at Notting Hill Carnival and it's two completely different vibes. Yeah. But because I'm, I don't know, I just, it's like I just change hats. I, I think that's what's really interesting to me and also to Lara because we are multifaceted. I'm an actress, um, Lara is a, radio, is a producer and 
you know, you can do it all. You can be on the radio, behind the radio, in front of the scenes, behind the scenes. It's really great to have you on and also give people hope that um, it is possible. To have, have multi-parts of a career. To be multi multifaceted, you know. Yeah, and I wonder um, someone starting out, you know, and looking up to you and listening to your show daily and going, oh, my God, I'll never be that guy. What can I do? Oh, I'm too old. I'm too... You know how it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is what there an advice you have for them? That, that what what would you say to someone starting out? Um, and is and can you be too old, or can you start any time? I think no. I think, I think as long as you are bringing something, especially now because it, the age we live in, like the internet age, so social media, like you have to have something that cuts through mm. all the noise. Like you've totally got agree. you've got to be bringing something unique or doing something that's either different or better. Than what's already out there otherwise you are just another name on the list of have god knows how many names so i think as long as you work hard and you're passionate and you're you're, you're in it for the right reasons as well like because it looks nowadays it just looks like it's an easy job to do i could just play music and i'll get paid and I'm, i might get famous <laughs> oh, same with being an artist like yeah. some people are like they're not really musicians but it looks cool and i can write a lyric and yeah. Look how easy it looks. So you get and you get that across different professions. But I think if you're a DJ specifically, or just getting into the music industry, whether that's a presenter or whatever sort, if you're just passionate about your craft, serious about it, work hard, create relationships, and be persistent, and don't let the word no like completely ruin your confidence or shut you down. Mm. I think you have every chance. Yeah, you are going to have to work hard unless you get crazy lucky because some people do but yeah, yeah there, there's it's definitely possible to do it you don't have to be 16 and starting out some people start later on in their 30s or or later in life than that like it doesn't it's not an age thing it's a it's a who are you thing like who is your who that. are you as a person are you prepared to put in the work and do what it takes to stand out and be different I'm gonna ask you, what would you tell your younger self, like back in the day, to the kid in East London? What would you tell him? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because do you know yeah. what I mean? Because what would you say? I don't even know. What would I say to him? He would be very excited that, right. <laughs> about this, the older me. <laughs> um, I I'd just say, just keep, just keep going. Like trust your instinct as well, because there's things that I had an instinct about or. I feel like a lot of what I've done has been like through like manifestation and yeah. I know some people are like, oh, that's all bollocks, but oh, no. No, 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 it's, it's real. things it's that real. like, it's things I imagined when I was like a kid that I've literally, literally Absolutely. done. Mm. Absolutely. Later in life. And it's happened on so many different levels, like a small little thing that I could have looked like really hoped and wanted and dreamed of like, or something huge, mm. but on both levels. So I, I believe that. So I think just to my younger self, I would just say keep, keep imagining, keep dreaming, and just keep going. Like don't, mm. well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give like one solid piece of advice. Like don't do this or do that. Because yeah. um, I think the younger version of me was just excited and like yeah. wanted but to see how far. Yeah, I know. I know. It's and weird. That's, what, that, that's probably the secret also to your success is that you're excited and. Mm. Um, Right, I'm a little conscious that you have to get out of here by one. I'll and we're, just, we're just... I'll just chat forever. Is there anything that you have coming up that you can let our listeners know what to watch out for? Anything that you want to give a little plug? Um, 
Listen to me on the radio. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. always fun. Seven Monday to Thursday, yeah. seven to nine on one extra and on Saturdays as well. Um, we're making <clears throat> the book I wrote. Grime Kids is being made into a TV drama, so oh, that's yeah. we're filming that at the at the moment. Um, but yeah, we're filming that right now, and it's going to be coming on BBC Three in the new year. But oh, you got to go. But I got to know what it, what is it like no, to fine. see your story unfold? Like, in four, is it a little bit? Is it's it, is really it surreal. Surreal, and is it also do like psychologically, psychologically cleansing, kind of like you're coming full circle in a way? It's it's cathartic. So, like cathartic, writing yeah. the book was <laughs> writing the book was definitely yeah. like that because it was me just pouring out. Yeah. All the stories, or well, not all, some. Yeah. Uh, it, the rest of like Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, doing the book was definitely like, I felt like that. And then this TV drama is based on the book and it's based in the real times, but the lead characters are like five fictional characters that are living amongst that whole pirate radio world that we was in and we're in it. Like, I'm actually in it, which is weird, like a younger version. So mm. seeing it happen and being on set it's just weird. I have to keep stopping and saying, wait a minute, this is yeah. so strange. Like, there's like 200 people running about. Like, there's pinch like, me moments. Yeah, yeah, like, this is all off the back of something that I just sat on my laptop and just wrote by myself. I was so going to say, so did, so did you strange. write it all yourself or did you have a ghostwriter? No, completely. Wow. Every word myself. Because that's a whole talent in yeah. itself, being able to articulate in writing. I didn't even know I could do that. Wow. Do you know, man, it's really great for you to come in here on the peak of your career. I know. Uh, We're really so really, thankful. Really big no, deal no, for no. us. And I, <laughs> yeah. I really have to say thank you. I know you have a lot, so much going on and that you take the time out to do this is a mm. very big deal I think us. for me, like really I said before, that. it's like, it's important. And as much as I do it as a DJ, like mm. I'm always playing new artists. New, like I'm trying to give as many people like a foot up, like it goes outside of just the DJ and so mm. yeah. like what you guys are doing if I can help come on and, and it's not just supporting you like I'm this is also good for me yeah you know what I'm saying? come on you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just means a lot oh. because you know having that the fact that you're doing you know you wrote this book you wrote Grime Kids now it's being made into a film you've got yeah. this TV show on yeah. you on the radio and DJing and that's what a lot of people aspire and to aspire and and a lot of people sit at home and maybe may, maybe jobless and mm. maybe wondering what to do and listen to you and be inspired by you so the fact that you got it took the time and came in spoke to us means mm. a lot no, right no, guys that is dj target thank you so thank much, you so for, much coming for coming thank on you guys. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.